A lot of people say they don't read the Bible because they don't understand it. And as a Christian, I feel like it's my duty to explain it to you. Welcome to the Ghetto Bible Tales. I'm your host, Jerrica. And here at the Ghetto Bible Tales, we retell Bible stories and discuss biblical themes in a comical yet understandable way. We're going to laugh, but we're going to learn too. So strap on your seatbelt, pop yourself some popcorn, and let's do this. y'all it's your girl jerica and i am back with yet another ghetto bible tale and today we're gonna discuss that time when a hand just magically appeared and started writing on the wall so get ready for this one all right y'all now before we can get into this story we must first discuss the rules of context now, I do have a more detailed video about the rules of context and how to read the Bible. I will link it in the description box and up in the cards above. But we're just going to do a quick run through for the sake of the people who may not have watched that video. Okay? So, the rules of context are, number one, language. The Bible wasn't originally written in English. Think about that when you're reading it. Rule number two, history and culture. Do not apply your modern day American culture to the ancient Israel culture of the Bible. That is dumb, okay? Rule number three, reading the Bible as a whole. That's pretty self-explanatory from beginning to end. Stop chopping and cutting bits and pieces. The final rule of context is the Holy Spirit. In order to ever understand this Bible, you must first talk to the Lord God, your Jesus, Ask him to bestow his Holy Spirit upon you, and then and only then will you be able to understand this Bible. Now, once you gain an understanding of the rules of context, we can proceed on in our story. This story takes place in the book of Daniel, chapter 5. Um, at this time, the king Nebuchadnezzar, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, um, his name at the bottom of the screen, y'all remember... I did a Ghetto Bible Tale 2 featuring Nebuchadnezzar in last season. If you haven't watched those videos, I will also link them in the description box below. At this time, Nebuchadnezzar is dead and there's a new king and his name is Belshazzar. He is a descendant of Nebuchadnezzar. Um, he's not his son. They just, he's, he's just a further, so this is further along down the line, so... He's a descendant, um, and his name is Belshazzar. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I could totally be pronouncing that wrong. So, considering the fact that I have to repeat this man's name multiple times in this video, um, we're going to call him BB, okay? I'm going to call him BB. Um, his biblical name's at the bottom of the screen. But for the sake of this video, Jerrica is going to call him BB, okay? BB is the king, all right? So, at this time, at the beginning of the book of Daniel chapter 5, BB is throwing a party. And all of the royal court is present. 
So there are all these noble people there and they're in the throne room throwing a party. So BB, you know, he get a little liquid courage. He get a little drunk. And after he get a little drunk, he get get that in his get that in his system. He asked them, he asked his servants to bring out um stuff that they have taken from the temple in Jerusalem. Because y'all know at this time Babylon has conquered the children of Israel. So they are um they're enslaved to Babylon at this time, if you didn't know. So BB decides that he wants his servants to go get all the stuff from the temple of, of from the temple of Jerusalem. He tells them to bring all the gold and silver vessels that they have. So a gold and silver vessel is probably like bowls and cups and um things in the church, okay? Because my mind is going blank right now. <laughs> so BB gets his servants to bring the gold and silver vessels from the temple of Jerusalem to the party so he could drink from them. Um and this was not a good good idea at all. So when he takes these items from the temple of Jerusalem and he puts alcohol in them to drink out of them, he is uh committing a grave sin. <laughs> um what BB is doing is called sacrilege. Uh, sacrilege is violation or misuse of what is required sacred. So those vessels, those cups from the Temple of Jerusalem, they were sacred items within the temple. Um, and he took them and he corrupted them by putting alcohol in it and that is sacrilege and that is straight up disrespect to God and um y'all know how God feels about disrespect okay so not only was BB disrespecting God by even putting alcohol in these vessels after they start drinking up and partying this man started praising idol gods so you're using sacred items from the temple of Jerusalem disrespectfully because you drinking alcohol out of them and then you also gonna sit up here and praise an idol god while doing so boys you trying to get killed what is wrong with you bb was tripping if we thinking about this historically y'all know if nebuchadnezzar was alive this would have got BB killed because back in the third chapter of Daniel, I believe, when the the chapter with the three Hebrew boys, Nebuchadnezzar had made a decree that if you disrespect the God of Israel, your family will get killed and set on fire, chopped into pieces and set on fire. So, um, if Nebuchadnezzar, if his ancestor had been alive during this time, BB would have got chopped up and set on fire for disrespecting the Lord God of Israel, okay? They got the vessels and everybody is drunk, having them a good old time, just.
So everybody having them a good old time, just partying and dancing and acting a plum fool, you know what I'm saying? Just jigging. And all of a sudden, a hand just appeared out of nowhere. And it started writing on the wall. Now, when the hand appeared, it's like the music just stopped. Everybody just dancing. And all of a sudden, it's a hand. Everybody like. <laughs> the king was sipping in his cup. And he was like. the hell is in this? So, uh, um, uh, uh, the random hand just appeared out of nowhere. You know, sobered the king up real, real, real fast. It pretty much blew his high. So he, he you know, he kicked everybody out after he saw the hand. He, Cause the hand was right, it wrote on the wall. It wrote a phrase that nobody knew or understood what it said, but everybody was scared because it was a random hand that appeared out of nowhere and just started writing on the wall, okay? So that definitely, you know, blew BB's high and uh, scared him a little bit. And the Patron and Tequila sober. He sobered up real fast, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So after this situation, um, BB calls in every spiritual person he could think of he calls in the astrologers he calls in the soothsayers the palm readers the tarot card readers and he is trying to figure out what in the world does is is this writing what in the world does this writing on the wall even mean he offers a reward to whoever can read it he says that Whoever can translate it for him, they will get new clothes, they will get a bunch of gold, and they become the third ruler of the kingdom. Um, scholars believe that BB at this time wasn't exactly the king. Um, they're believing because he was offering third rulership, so they're believing that he was actually a prince, would make him, which would make him second ruler. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. But those, those were, that will be the reward. If you could translate what the writings on the wall said, you get new clothes, you get some money, and you get a title. So, the astrologers and the soothsayers and the tarot card readers and the crystal ball readers, all these people come and nobody can translate what's going on. They don't know what the writing on the wall means. It's foreign to them. So the queen comes. Um, I'm I'm not sure if this queen is his wife or his mother. They're not. We're not sure. But when she comes, she talks to him about Daniel. The queen comes and she tells him about Daniel and she tells him about you know the situation that Daniel had earlier in this uh, book with Nebuchadnezzar, his ancestor, and you know all the spiritual things and how um, Daniel is good at deciphering dreams and such and so he beckons for Daniel to come see him so what uh people believe is that the writing on the wall was um Aramaic and at the time the children of Israel the Hebrews they spoke Aramaic as well as Hebrew however the Babylonians they did not speak that language 
So it is believed that the writings on the wall was in Aramaic. So therefore, all the Babylonians that he called in and himself, they couldn't read it because they don't speak Aramaic. Um, so a lot of people believe that they realized that writing, which uh, honestly, it probably was in Aramaic or Hebrew, considering that that's the original language and the original people of God. So I'm assuming he would write that in that language. And also at this time, they were enslaved to these people and, um, you don't care to learn the language of the people that you enslaved. So the Babylonians had no idea how to speak. Uh, Aramaic. They spoke a language called it's, it's a dead language now, but the language was called Akkadian. Akkadian? It's at the bottom of the screen, y'all. I'm not really sure how to pronounce that. Akkadian? It's a dead language now, as well as Aramaic. I believe Aramaic is a dead language too. Um, But at the time, Babylonians spoke Akkadian, so they had no idea what Aramaic even was or looked like or could possibly be because they spoke Akkadian and some believe that P uh, the queen recognized that this language was a native language to the slaves so she said that he should talk to Daniel being that this writing appeared you know so miraculously the queen was smart enough to deduce that this must be the work of the God of Israel so she suggested that he go talk to Daniel, like I said, because Daniel had interpreted dreams for Nebuchadnezzar before, um, and she gave BB the history on that. So I'm assuming that he had no idea about it, but yeah, and being that the God of Israel is pretty miraculous compared to the other little gods in here, she she put two and two together and said, "You need to go talk to a representative." of the God of Israel, somebody who believe in that God, somebody who worship that God, you need to go talk to them and they can help us figure out, you know, what the God of Israel is trying to tell you. At this time, y'all know, after Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel got a high position within the kingdom and he was a renowned dream interpreter. So Daniel comes to the king and the king asks him if he's really one with the spirit of God and if he's wise, this, that, and the third. Um, he pre he presents the reward to Daniel for uh, translating the message, to which Daniel declines. Um, and he comes in, and before Daniel translates the message, because he agrees to translate the message, but he didn't want the reward. But before he translates the message, he breaks down the life of Nebuchadnezzar. Um, because Daniel is pissed. He goes off on BB because you done committed sacrilege. You done sat up here and played with God and disrespected him. And Daniel is upset, rightfully so. He, um, he breaks down the life of Nebuchadnezzar and, um, how Nebuchadnezzar had, uh, changed and was a man of God before he died. Um, and he, he scolds BB and tells him, you know, you're not a humble man. You didn't learn nothing from your ancestor. Like Nebuchadnezzar became a humble man and a, a faithful servant to God. And he would have never disrespected God in this manner. If Nebuchadnezzar was alive right now, you'd be dead for playing with the God of Israel like this because Nebuchadnezzar wasn't playing about God like this. And you ought to be ashamed of yourself sitting up in him 
drinking, having sex, and playing with these um these sacred instruments from the church. What is wrong with you, fool? And so, you know, there you goes off on him. And um and then then he was like, and not only did you play with the, the instruments from the temple, you sat up here and started praising idol gods. Boy, are you are you for real right now, son? I ought to take off my belt and beat you. So then you know, then you went off. Daniel went all the way off. He didn't care that he was talking to somebody that was royal or whatever. Daniel went off on BB. And after he go off on him, he began to break down what the message um meant. Y'all, my hair is tripping. Okay, but anyway, after Daniel goes off on BB, he begins to break down what the message says. So I'm gonna put it at the bottom of the screen exactly the words that um get appeared on the wall. I cannot pronounce them because I don't speak this language. Um, but I can tell you what they mean because I've studied it. <laughs> but I, I, I can't pronounce them. But I'm definitely gonna put this. It's at the bottom of the screen right now. What exactly what it says, and each word uh stands for a short sentence. So the phrase on the wall says, "God has numbered your kingdom." You have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the Med the Medes and Persians. Babylon's so basically it was a prophecy of the fall of Babylon. Now for those of you that don't know, Babylon's fall was prophesied by Isaiah and Jeremiah. 200 years before this incident even happened. And I will put those scriptures at the bottom of the screen if you would like to go read them. It's Isaiah 44, 28 to 45, and chapter 7, and then Jeremiah 51, 57 through 88. Um, honestly, the it was prophesied to a T. Like, everything that they said was going to happen happened exactly how they said it was going to happen. So apparently, the prophecy said that gates would be open and the Persian army would come through an unlocked gate. So according to historians, this is rooted in fact that the Persians came through an unlocked gate and took over Babylon. They, they didn't have to fight their way. They just went around the backyard and come through the gate and took over everything. Just like the Lord said they would. Mm. Anyway, after Daniel, um, yeah, so basically, the writings on the wall was a prophecy of Babylon's fall. And so after Daniel explains to the king what this means, he gets promoted. Um, the promotion don't last that long because that night the, the king was killed. So, you know, it don't take the Lord long. Um, BB was killed that night. And Darius the Mede 
M-E-D-E? I don't know how you say that. Med, Mead. Darius takes over the kingdom. And yeah, so that is the end of that story. What I would like to say about this is, BB knew who God was. He knew who the God of Israel was. And he blatantly disrespected the God of Israel. And when he disrespected him, he tried to call on him for help. You got the Lord messed up, bro. But anyway, that right now, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of the writings on the wall. But you do not have to take my word for it. You can turn your Bible to Daniel chapter 5 and you can read it for yourself. Ask the Lord to give you peace and understanding of the scripture. I'd like to thank y'all for watching this ghetto Bible tale. Please like, comment, and subscribe to the video. Make sure you go to ghettobibletales.com, head down to the request section, and let me know about any topic or questions that you have or you would like for me to discuss. Y'all gonna have to excuse my hair. I mean, it's done poofed up so bad. Y'all, being natural, it's for the birds, I swear. Like, if the air blows on my hair, it's just gonna... But anyway, thank y'all for watching. And until next time. Peace. All Ghetto Bible Tale episodes are posted on YouTube simultaneously in video format. Thanks for tuning in. You can follow the show on all social media at Ghetto Bible Tales. Head on over to GhettoBibleTales.com and you can sign up for the mailing list so that you can be notified of updates and other things. You can also request topics or stories that you'd like for me to discuss on the show. Once again, I'm your host, Jerrica, and this has been the Ghetto Bible Tales. New episodes are posted every Wednesday and every Sunday. Let the Lord have